So uh, I think the first thing I want to say is that when um, Diane Andy asked me to give a, a short talk about exemplification, my first response was I felt like what I really wanted to do was just to say how um, grateful I am uh, to have been on the receipt. You know, I've received so much through being around people who've exemplified the Dharma. It's the only reason I'm here, really. Well, not the only reason. Maybe the main reason is that I've just felt really the benefit of being around people that are practising. Um, and there's that little phrase, I don't know if you know it, that the Dharma is uh, caught, not taught. And I feel like I'm... Well, there's a few people nodding. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? You just feel like I might not really quite understand all the teachings or remember things or even quite know why I'm coming to the Buddhist Centre. But the influence of seeing how people practise just sort of uh, is like a magnet... Um, and I've spent um, quite a lot of my time since I came across uh, the Dharma in Manchester. Um, I've put myself in situations, and I've been in a position to put myself in situations where I've either lived or worked with people. And a lot of those people have been, if you like, more experienced than me, and I've just sort of been soaking the Dharma in. So I just wanted to sort of um, just say that I'm, I just feel a lot of gratitude that that's how I've... Uh, caught the Dharma, it's just by being around people. So that was that. And um, I've got props because I think I'm uh, somebody who um, I like to have things. <laughs> it helps me feel a bit more secure that I can talk around things. So I'm going to talk about a few things on my little tray down here. Um, and uh, where do I want to start? I suppose I want to start by saying that um, practicing the Dharma for me is really about um, my attitude to life and it, the attitude that I've been trying to um, cultivate really ever since I came across the Dharma is that um, I've just wanted to find more appropriate responses to myself, other people and life. That's just been like a recurring um, little sentence in my head um, I want to find more appropriate responses to myself as a human being other people and life and I, I suppose when I came across the Dharma I probably felt like I had a really quite a, a narrow range of responses that I could pull on and I wasn't really sure if they were really taking me anywhere or if they were that helpful I'm sure some of them were but it felt like I felt as if it was quite narrow the range that I could pull upon so the Dharma for me is something about just trying to find more and more appropriate and helpful responses to myself and other people and life. Um, and I, uh, what have I got on my tray? I'll tell you what I've got on my tray and then I'm just going to talk about the things on my little tray. So I have my monthly um, pass that gets me into Manchester and into work every day. I've got my work diary. Um, and I've got two Lego things, which might be familiar to some people from building the Buddha land. So this is one that I found um, around the centre, and I bought it because I liked it so much. It's Darth Vader um, bowing to the Buddha. This was one of my favourites. And the other Lego object is uh, one that I made on building the Buddha land weekend, which is a, a leaning tower. And it's actually got a little eye at the top of it, but a leaning tower. Have you got that, Graham? Close up yet? <laughs> leaning tower. 
So, where should I start? I'm going to start with my um, train pass. So, um, what is this about? So, this is about... Um, well, it's about the fact that I do spend a lot of my time with Buddhists, working with Buddhists, living with Buddhists, hanging out with Buddhists. But, um, you know, every day I got on the train and um, it's probably one of the uh, few times where it's just me sat amongst a mass of people who I don't know, um, often trying to get my bike on the train and fretting that I'm not going to be able to get on and things like that. Um, and I see it as a bit of a sort of, uh, what's the word, is it a rain check of how I'm getting on in my spiritual practice. So what I mean is, what do I get up to when I'm sat on the train coming to work? So, you know, I have been known to have phases of reading the Metro News, um, which I don't find very satisfying, but very tempting. Um, but um, I suppose one of the things I notice that I try and do is I do try and just keep if you like, an eye open for what's going off around me on the train. Um, and that means that, I mean, it's, it's such a basic thing. It means I can offer somebody my seat if it's needed, and it means I can help somebody take the pram off the train. And I'm sure many of us do that sort of thing. But it's a bit like I've, I go with that intention. I don't want to just drift off. I want to keep an eye open of what's going off around me. So that's part of my train thing. And there's another little train story, which is I had been getting really anxious about this whole thing, about getting my train on, uh, my bike on the train. A particular train's really, really crowded on an evening. And one night, I thought, I know, I know what the tactic is that's going to work. I just need to stand there and say, excuse me, everybody, I need to get on first because I've got a bike, and if you don't let me on, I won't be able to get on. And I did this one night and said, will you let me on? And everybody just ignored me. They just piled on the train. And I thought, yeah, it doesn't work that, does it? I'm trying to. I'm trying to, you know, get what I need, get home. And I thought, why am I stressing about this? You know, why am I getting tight? And, you know, it's not easy to respond to somebody who's getting tight, is it? So I just thought, well, what is the reality? There's been one occasion in the whole time I've been making that journey where I've not been able to get on the train. Why am I having to feel like I've got to assert myself? So I just thought, you just need to trust you will get on the train. You know, and I do. But, you know, it's just sort of noticing these responses to wanting my bike on the train. So that's a bit of my, what I get up to on the train. Um, so this is my work diary, my real work diary, not pretend. We've got some bits of paper and things on it. So I wanted to say a little bit about uh, my work um, in the team and being centre manager. What does that mean, being centre manager? So this is a bit about my views, really. So um, part of uh, what I've worked with in, uh, if you like, taking responsibility is that um, I've spotted um, that... Um, you know, part of what goes through my head that I've outed is that, um, okay, if I'm centre manager, I need to be really strong and stable and reliable at all times, yeah? <laughs> I need to have everything under control and that everything is working just like that, yeah? <laughs> um, I, mean, I am over-exaggerating a bit I don't really feel it as strongly as that but I just want to get the point across 
Um, what else do I have a view about? But it's a bit like it's down to me. If something goes wrong, it's down to me. So can you imagine what uh, that might, the effect of holding those views might have on my being, yeah? Wow, God, weight, tension, um, anxiety, you know, sort of um, a lack of ease, I think, is what comes from those sort of strong views of what I should be doing and high expectations of myself. Um, so what I've actively been doing, and it's funny saying actively been doing, I just feel like sometimes I feel like things just sort of emerge and I find that I'm changing. Um, but I think there's been... Um, there's definitely a conscious shift in that I see my role as um, in the team as being centre managers that just share your skills and um, your abilities. Just offer what you can, but don't see as it as being all about me. <laughs> it's not all about me. It's about a team of people all contributing and how are we going to work things out together. So I'm trying to make that shift and I think we're making headway in the team. So it's something about moving from um, an over-orientation towards me and what I'm doing to thinking, well, it's down to all of us, yeah? I want to play my part, I'll give it all I've got, but it's not just about me. It's, it's a very sort of um, topsy-turvy view, I think, that sort of seeing things very simplistically. So I think I'm trying to see more the complexity of what it means to make things happen. Oh, I'm getting a bit of dry mouth. And a big, um, a really big benefit of that is um, feeling more connected. Right, it's quite an isolated view, isn't it? Thinking I'm this, I have to do this. It's very isolating. So what I'm interested in is more of a sense of a collective endeavour. Um, and this it sort of links a bit to the Leaning Tower. So the Leaning Tower is about. Um, well, if you, what I was describing about what I should be doing, you could imagine being sort of this figure that's very rigid and upright. And I'm trying to um, let myself lean more. So what I mean by that is, um, say, in working in the centre team, um, what I'm really interested in is that we're primarily, we're friends, we're spiritual friends, yeah? So it's a two-way relationship. It's not about me being the centre manager up here and like this and people around me it's about us leaning um, appropriately towards each other whether that's about helping out with a task or whether that's emotionally supporting one another and I think I had a view that well obviously my view was that to be centre manager I had to be really strong at all times and that's so inhuman what a pressure to put on myself to have to be strong all the time I'm a human being and I have ups and downs and I have emotional things going off and I have confusion. And if I can't share it with the people I work with, then there's something not right. So I'm really experiencing um, the benefits of letting myself lean um, on my friends and just remember that primarily we're spiritual friends. We've got different responsibilities, but we're friends. So we need to, <laughs> you know, like just show ourselves to one another more. Yeah, and I found that challenging. I found that challenging to show my vulnerabilities and say when I'm finding things difficult, uh, when I'm struggling with things. But when I do, 
I feel connected, I feel more at ease, and in some way my energy will just flow more. Yeah? So that's a bit about sort of um, leading. And a little, a little example of that, um, it's one of the benefits of working together with people, is that you see how your uh, habits can change. So I remember, I don't know, maybe about a year ago, I don't know what had happened, but I had one of those days, at the end of the day, I felt upset, I felt tense, um, I felt like I was, could have burst out crying. I can't even remember what was going off, but there was all this tension in me. And it was a Friday afternoon, and I looked at the clock and I thought, if I go now and I leg it, I'll get the train home. It's a bit like, get me out of here, it's all been too much. And I just went out of the office... I think there was probably uh, Chandana and maybe Vashanka were around, but I just said, I'm going. And I was out of there, you know, with all this tension. <laughs> and I just left. And um, I reflected, well, what's, what sort of carry on is that? You know, you're working with your mates. Why couldn't I just say, I'm feeling crap? You know, I feel upset. Why couldn't I do that? But I was resistant to it. And then maybe about a month ago, Another tough day. It's not like this all the time. At this end, but something upset or whatever. And I just thought, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to leg it for the train. And I just said to Chandler, I said, oh, do you fancy a bit of a debrief about the week together? And we sat down, 10 minutes. We just shared how our week had been. And, you know, I was, it was just lovely. It was just like, oh, yeah, we're just friends, aren't we? We're just friends and we're just listening to how we've got on go home for the weekend and I don't have to carry this tension, yeah. How am I doing? Wind up? Yep. I've got time for my last one then. So my last little thing is an image of the Buddha with Darth Vader. There we go. So this is a bit of a different area really. So it's to do with... um, well, it's to do with a bit more of like the mystery of my relationship with the Buddha. I think, oh, relationship with the Buddha, I don't know. feels a bit... I mean, obviously, I've got a relationship with the Buddha, but when I say it, I go, oh, relationship with the Buddha. Um, so I ca- all I can really say about this is that this has gone on my shrine, yeah? That I'm just, all I can say is that I'm intuiting in myself that um, when I sit down to meditate, there's me here... And I've got a few things on my shrine, an image of a, a Buddha. And um, so I look at my shrine and I see the Buddha. And, um, well, what I feel I need to see when I look to my shrine is that there's a connection. And somehow I sometimes can't see or have a sense of that by just... I've got to see it outside myself. And um, so I don't know if this makes sense to you, but it's something about um, just sharing with you that... Um, I don't know what I'm saying really I'm just saying there's something that I don't really understand and um, all I I know at this point is that I need something on my shrine that helps me remember or to be able to see outside myself that the Buddha is in relationship to human beings yeah I've got to somehow see it outside of myself to let that in a bit more so something about the mystery or not I don't understand something but I'm just I'm just waiting really plonked Darth Vader and the Buddha on my shrine I'm just waiting to see if something emerges that's a bit clearer about the Buddha, me, human beings that'll do you yeah